in your own space and and you just um you know a thought comes to your spirit and you really just wanting to to relate to god and 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 and, and be, be 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 seeing god for who it is what comes to mind who is he to you who is he really what what makes it what makes what makes him to be gone to you what what do you think of of who god is you know it, it will help you it will help you bible says that he who comes to god must believe that he is god so if you don't believe that it's God, there's no, there's no point you going to God for anything. Because you're not convinced that He is God. You know? And then He says, and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. So when you diligently seek Him, you must know that there will be such great reward. We are concluding this uh, month of um, um, January, and uh, there's so much that I believe the Spirit God has said to you, just to lay the foundation and to prepare for what is um, what to look forward to. But if you don't take that step. And uh, say that I'm going to do something about what I have. It will not. It will not uh, be any different. Nothing might change. You might end up just being like those people. You know, one thing is one thing, and that one day never comes. Two things. One day will always be one day. If you don't create a start day yourself, it'll always be one day. And then you have 365 days. And that one day has never, never came. Yet the whole year is gone. What, what, must, what must that day look like? What must happen? What we we is there anything that 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 must uh, happen that makes it that will make it to be that one day? I don't want to just be sitting there and, and, and just be complaining to yourself or be blaming yourself. Oh, I could have, I should have, I wanted to, I needed to, I ought to have done, and 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 you know it, the story just continues like that. You need to be very quick to take advantage of the opportunities presenting themselves to you at any given time. Make use of these uh, opportunities that you have now to be able to change your life for good. Your speech is your service. That is the uh, subject that I need to share with you this morning. Your speech is your service.
how you speak. He will say a lot about, about you as a person. It says a lot about your intentions. It says a lot about who you are. It will determine also the impact or the response of those who are listening. It matters how you speak to yourself and to others. Many times people are condemning themselves. And when they when 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 things now are going wrong, they look around for people to blame except themselves. Yet, there's so many, there were so many instances, opportunities that they had to say the right things even to themselves, and they never took advantage of that opportunity. When you say what you say, irrespective of who is listening, it matters. So you're not going to start saying things that are good because there's somebody listening. It will not help you. Through these, the things that you say most of the time by your own self, when there's no one listening, those are the things that will make you or break you. They can either make you or break you. We ought to be careful enough that we are so very uh, um, you know careful or we we so very aware that whatever it is that we are saying, it will say that our intention is to serve, to serve God and to serve others. We need to be very deliberate. There must be an intention to say that I am saying what I'm saying because my intention is to be of service. I may not have all the money that I need to give. I may not have all the material things that I, I, I need in order for me to, to help somebody. But I can help somebody change their thinking by my speech or by saying the right things. You need to be very away how much impact your speech will have towards your um, um, you know um, your your desired um, uh, end of the desired objective getting to a point where you now going to uh, achieve 
the very things that you, you, you may have wanted to achieve, it is largely dependent on the things that you are saying today. I want you to go back to the, to the message that we shared on the Pentecost that you just focus on what the Spirit of God says about how we ought to be using words and the importance of us being able to pay careful attention to every word, every, every time when an opportunity comes to be able to uh, use those words in a manner that will be. Words can be and they can also destroy. They can build, and in building, we are, we are doing uh, uh, good. Um, and, and, and we know that this is what God would have desired for us, to be able to use every opportunity to can build God's such a magnificent house, to to increase and to expand his gospel, his kingdom, and to, to propagate the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Many times, there has been such an opportunity to lead somebody to Christ without you even having to first make them to say a prayer of salvation. But the very first, the very first, um, a line that one might have said might as well have been a reason why the person felt that they really they don't really need this Christ that you you want to talk to them about. It sounded like you're condemning them. Yet you want to talk to them about who who God is and and, and uh, you know have them see you know that God is love and and uh, you know, they, they need to see every reason for them to um, to turn to God, to to, to receive um, uh, a Christ in their lives and, and be able to, you know, allow that transformation, that uh, change uh, to begin to unfold in their lives. But if you, if you start by asking them, you know, um, uh, things that will make them think that you want to condemn them, uh, they, they, they will not be interested. Not at all. Everybody who's out there in the world, they, they, need, they need a home. Everybody need, needs, needs God. Everybody needs, needs love. Everybody can do with being in such a place where people are able to express uh, such love and there's so much unity and they're not going to be hearing things that are discouraging them or making them feel less important or feel as though they are not appreciated or, or they're not at the right place. So we need to be very careful. Use your speech to send and be able to uh, be of service to the next person by just 
saying the right things. Let let people let people learn learn new new things because of how you speak. Help them not not dwell in their um, disappointments or or their failures or their past mistakes. Let alone their sins and whatever they've done in the past. Get them to start hearing new ways that that will resonate with their with their hearts and help them to start changing their thinking. When you say we change the world, start by changing the one man or woman that you know. The one person that you meet in the streets. Start start by 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 seeing everybody and 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 and, and many them as the Bible says to us that we regard you know and others as as important you know and hold them in, in, in high regard and and and, and uh, you know uh, uh, be able to you know uh, say that you 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 value their their presence in, in your life and 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 whatever contribution is that they, they might be making. So we need to learn to see, you know, uh, the best in everybody and uh, just believe in everyone. Uh, uh, believe in, in others and help them discover their potential and, and what they have. And, and, and that will help bring about a change that will bring about a an increase, you know, um, 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 in the kingdom of God, and help us to reach as many people at the same time. And uh, you do not have to struggle to uh, convince anybody about this uh, this God that you believe in. Colossians chapter number four. I'll read you from verses number two to verse number six. Don't be weary in prayer. Keep at it. Watch for God's answers. And remember to be thankful when they come. He says, keep at it. Keep going. Don't stop here yet. Keep moving. Keep at it. Don't be wary of doing good. Even if sometimes the response is not positive. Then he says, don't forget to pray for us too. That God will give us many chances to preach the good news of Christ for which I'm here, Big J. Don't forget to pray for us too, so that God will open up doors in order for us, for the gospel to reach, uh, to reach as, as many people, that we continue to preach this good news of Christ and be very intense. Then it says, pray that I will be bold enough to tell it freely and fully. Make it plain. 
Ash of Cobb, I should. That is very important to keep in mind in your prayers as well. Pray for your son, pray for your fellow brethren, pray for your pastors, for your leaders. You make time to say, I'm going to pray for my pastor, I'm going to pray for my leader, I'm going to pray for my fellow believers. And in the process, you are, you yourself are fulfilling your own responsibility in Christ. Make the most of your chances to tell others the good news. That is less than the part. He says, make the most of your chances to tell others the good news. Every opportunity, make, make the most of it. Make the most of it. And then he says, be wise in all your contacts with them. Be wise. In all your dealings with them. Be wise. Then he says, let your conversation be gracious as well as sensible. Let your speech be full of grace. Let your conversation be gracious as well as sensible, for then you will have the right answer for everyone. Then you will know how you, you ought to speak. It is very important to always be mindful of such because if we don't understand this simple truth, it may as well be what is a hindrance, and that is not what you want. Your life must always be about demonstrating the truth of the gospel. It must always be, you must be very intentional that I ought to demonstrate the truth of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. You ought to give the word of God an expression, be an epitome of his glory, epitomize him in your speech and through your actions. You got to live it. You got to walk it. You got to you got to sleep the word of God. You got to say it long enough that it brings what it speaks about in your life. Be very aware of what He wants for yourself. Worship God by the Spirit. Learn to worship God by by the Spirit, not. Not just by your own ability or understanding. You need to get to that level of maturity where you understand what it means. When you seek God and find in you, you want to immerse yourself in Him, lose yourself in Him, be found in Him, gain Christ and be found in Him. 
when you have now found him and you know you know that this is this is um, you know what you have been looking for and uh, what you've been looking forward to you just want to stay there remain in his presence seek to know jesus and become like him every day seek to know him and becoming like him every day every day always remember god's grace that is at work in you that is what will help you to be a better servant in the house of god you need to always remind yourself of his grace because when you do so you will stop from relying in what you know or your own ability you know many christians ought to repent from self-reliance the one biggest obstacle that is hindering and many children of God is self-reliance it is not what is desired it is not what will help you you need to get to that level where you need to understand that you have absolutely nothing to offer to make right with God you you not you not having to uh, first perfect yourself and and and, uh, 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 and when you now thinking that your perfect is uh, when you are now thinking that uh, perhaps you good enough to God. So even when it comes to your praise, rather not depend on the prayer you're praying yourself than the one who is to answer the prayer. So the 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 responsibility of the prayer will not be uh, it's not more about you trying to um, effect a change through your prayer than God being the one who is um, 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 responding to a prayer and, and grant you whatever it is that you desire um, from God. So we, we need to shift our minds to you know, away from from um, um, self-reliance and um, you know, taking things upon ourselves to to try and 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 help God to be God in our life. It, it's not going to work. You're not going to do anything that will make God who He is as as a, as a person, as a human being. So, the sooner you start re realizing or reminding yourself of this, this grace that is available, that is a work in your mind, the better. So that you don't frustrate the grace of God that is upon 
your life. You, you, you need to be very uh, mindful of such. Your obedience to God and your ministry in service to Him must that is it's not where your confidence must be. You know, it is not it is not um, what you need to be trusting on. Otherwise, you will end up, um, you know, um, you know, uh, moving your focus away from Him and just be, um, um, uh, you know, focusing on uh, um, your own sound and uh, before you know, you know, uh, you, you are seeking uh, self-righteousness than, than the righteousness of God uh, in, in, in your life and, and that may create uh, problems for you. So, I really need you to understand how how important this is for you so that you you serve God rightly with all your heart, you know, and, 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 and be able to uh, make time to uh, listen to uh, the Holy Spirit uh, when He ministers to you, pay careful attention to Him and uh, be able to remind yourself of this uh, grace that is available uh, for you. Ephesians 2, I'll read you just verses 1 to verse 4. And you, he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the last of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as others. Then it says here in verse 4, But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love, with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, and raised us up together, and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That is what I believe we need to be paying attention to. That is what will help us to focus on the right things. By so doing, we, we are able to uh, continue seeking God under every circumstances, feed upon the Word of God like never before, especially so during this, this time. It is very important for you to always be mindful of such and know that they are better days ahead. They are, they are things that I believe uh, uh, God is, is already working or preparing for us in spite of the difficulties 
and the challenges that we may be facing today. We need to be attentive enough to his way and uh, allow ourselves to be to be transformed in our in our thinking, in our minds, in our now we speak Hebrews chapter number six. I'll read you verses number nine to twelve. Even though we speak like this, dear friends, we are convinced of better things in your days. The things that have to do with salvation. Praise God. He says, even though we speak like this, dear friends, we are convinced of better things in your place. The things that have to do with salvation, better things, there are great days ahead. Your future looks bright. Your victory is certain. You need to look forward to those days. Be so expected. And that is what you must learn to, to hear sometimes. What is not mentioned, which is what he said to you. Then he says, God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have had, as you have had his people and continue to have them. It's not unjust to get forget your labor of love. That is what you need to know, so that you need not be wary of doing good. They will never forget your work. You may forget. It's very, it's very possible that you've done something. Uh, for somebody, uh, maybe 10 years ago, it happens. You know? But God will never forget your work. It is something that you need to be mindful of. Since you will not forget your work and allow you have shown him as you have had. Are you aware that when you're having his people, you are demonstrating his love? You're showing that love to God himself. He didn't say the love you've shown me by praying every day. It's not. He didn't say the love you've shown me uh, by, uh, you know, uh, 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 studying the word or, or anything of that. He says, as you are helping my people, that is good enough to God to say that you are showing Him such a such a, a, a love that you have for people. So it's important to have people. It is a service to God. It is a service that you're giving. So continue helping them. Don't be tired. Don't get tired. Even if sometimes they forget 
to say thank you. I have the menu. You don't have it there so they praise you. You have it there because God has, has uh, put it in your hearts to have them. So the motives and the intentions must always be very clear. Then it says, we want each of you to show this diligence to the very end so that what you hope for may be fully realized. They show the same diligence to the very end. Don't give up and don't give it. Don't get tired. Don't be weary of doing good. The Bible says in due season you will reap such great reward. There is such great reward. So you need to show the same diligence. You know, consistency matters when it comes to the things of the Spirit. Be consistent enough in doing the small things that you have been doing in the house of God. That will bring about such a big change in your personal life. Those very small things that you may be thinking they are not as important, be diligent enough in doing them. When you are diligent in doing these small things consistently enough, it's only just a matter of time. Before he trusts you with bigger responsibilities. Big responsibilities. He elevates you. He, he sees that you are ready to assume a new role. To, 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 to get to a level that he can entrust, he can entrust you with more responsibilities. But if you're not diligent in the small things, I mean, even your employer will not think that. You're ready for promotion. It's as simple as that. If you don't pay careful attention to the things that you're doing and be diligent enough, you may find yourself not really making um, uh, progress, you know, in your in your in your in your um, life, in your in your situation. So it's very important to be mindful of such. Look at what he says in verse 11. He says, we do not want you to be lazy. And neither do I. I don't want you to be lazy. Christians are not lazy people. They're not people who, who are supposed to be, to be lazy. And that is sometimes what, um, you know, the, the mistake that other people uh, make. That um, they don't want to, to do anything for themselves or with their own situations. And the only thing they want to remind themselves is that I have cast. Or I am now uh, in class. So I don't really have to work. You know, even grace must find you working. There's no grace when you're not working. If you want to ask for grace to work, ask God for more grace to work. 
when you have sought to do something, when you, you know, that is why, you know, the Bible says it, um, whatever your hands find to do, do it with all your mind, with all your heart, with all your ability, with all your passion. Be able to put everything in it. And as you're doing so, in as much as you may have been struggling in whatever it is you're doing, grace comes. And then, suddenly things begin to fall in place. You begin to see such excellent results. You begin to receive such excellent ideas about the very thing that you were doing. You need not um, be wary of doing good. Bible says, don't despise the pains of small beginnings. God himself is, is happy to see the work starts. That's all it takes. That's why I was saying to you, sometimes, you know, for some people, the one day might just be one day until they, unless, and until such time that they say start day, they, they take, you need to stand up and say, then one day is okay, that I need to do something for my son. And then, God sees that your heart is in this thing. He makes available the grace you need to make it work. He gives you the ability. He, he brings ideas. He makes the resources available. He trusts you. He brings men. He, he just opens doors for you. And things begin to, to um, uh, move in the right direction. He says here, we do not want you to be lazy or to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith, through faith and patience, inherit what has been promised. Sometimes you may have faith, but without patience, it may end just there. So there's a need or there's a reason why he wants to put the two together in order for somebody to inherit their promise. It's not that people are not believing enough that they're not, they are not uh, seeing uh, uh, the results of things they believed for or they hoped for. That's why they're lacking is just patience. Just to be patient enough to wait on God, even after they pray. Okay? That is just what is missing. And that now uh, uh, suddenly distorts everything. And uh, you know, they, they now end up thinking that uh, God didn't hear their prayers and or thinking that their faith is not good enough. It is very important we just imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. You don't have to invent anything new. You don't have to try and uh, you know, um, 
do anything that may not have been done in order for you to inherit the promise. He says, you know, just copy those who, who through faith and patience, they were able to inherit what has been promised. Just say, I want to be the David of our generation. I want to be the Joseph of, of this generation. I want to, I want to do the same things that, that Moses was doing, that and, and Solomon did, and, and all those great uh, men and women of God. There is still that best opportunity for you. You want to be successful? A very, very, uh, uh, you know, one very important aspect that will help you to be as successful is when you copy those who have already made it. And it says here that just imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. Don't have to, um, you know, travel and and then and be some uh, somebody that God is not created you to be. It's not. It's not. It's not what will help you to inherit the promise. You know, God will have to uh, to understand. You know, if if you're diligent enough, you know, you're working hard, and you you stay your course, you believe in yourself, you stand your ground, you maintain your confession, you 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 you, you keep believing. You know, of the very things that God has promised, that definitely you will get to inherit the promise. It is not. Uh, something that you you should take uh, lightly in, in your in your personal life. So be very um, uh, careful in that regard, and then make it a point that you are doing uh, you are doing something in your in your situation. You. You're not just sitting there and laying there, even after you've prayed. Even after you've prayed. You see, it's important to pray. Very, very important. Nothing beats prayer in this life. Prayer is that important. <laughs> but you see, when you fail to do the very things you You've been praying to God for. It will not help you achieve the results that you want to achieve. Because when you were praying to God, first and foremost, you wanted to get to a conversation with God. Now you have prayed and you, you listened, you waited on God, God gives you answers, and you, you, you simply ignore the very things that God said you need to do. It's not good for you. That's being lazy. It is not going to help you. That is where I say that, you know, prayer on its own is not good enough. It is not good enough. After all, everybody's praying. Muslims pray, Hindus pray, Buddhists pray, Christians are praying, everybody's praying. It says that we're praying to different gods. 
if you are all playing um, um, to, you know, everybody is playing to their own. So, so prayer on its own is not the answer that you're looking for. God will answer your prayer when you pray. But it is not, it is not a, a silver bullet. It's not, it's not going to fix uh, everything and, 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 and suddenly just, you know, uh, you know, without you having to do anything. That's not the intention. Understand the responsibility of a prayer. You can't be praying that your, your marriage uh, uh, is, uh, is going through challenges. And after you pray, 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 you don't talk to the same person that you know is part of that relationship. How's, 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 how are you going to, to resolve the issues that are making this marriage to, to go the, 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 the opposite direction? So you're not going to pray and go to sleep. Pray and go to work. That will help you. You pray for God to give you insight, to give you ideas, to inspire you, to help you uh, see things to a new revelation and understanding. And after he has done so, you have a responsibility to do something yourself. After you have had God, you, you have a responsibility to do something with your prayer. God has done his part. He told you what you must do. He, he, has, he has given you specific instructions. He, 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 he even directed you to certain men, women, or, or a particular place where you must go. So you can't say, I'm looking for a job, and, and when, when you ask, what are you doing? I'm praying about it. Is that all you're doing? Praying about it? You pray and you go and sleep? It's not going to help you. It's not going to help you. Oh, I'm praying for my finances. I, I want to see a change. I, 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 I'm not really happy with his uh, status and uh, core as he is. You know, I, I, I've been in this, in this um, situation long enough. I need a change, you know. And it's just pray when you know that, take it that financially, maybe financially you are, you are in the ICU. You, you, it's a matter of life or death. You want to, you want to do anything and everything that will get you out of this situation that you're in. And that says that you have a responsibility to do something and your son. And uh, that is what will help you. It says that you're believing in your prayers in the first place. You know when you pray and you, you stand up and go and do the very things that you were praying for. That is faith at work. It is, it, is, it is saying that you are believing in the prayers you pray. You are believing that God has answered your prayers. You are believing that there will be a change. So you acted on it and bring. There is now 
evidence in our that there will be a change. If you desire to be such a good servant, you need to also learn to forget things that are in the past, things that are behind. It is very important. Because dwelling in the past is one of the biggest hindrances to progress and success. There's no need to always go back to the archives to try and bring out some of those things that already they belong in the past. There's a bright future ahead of you. Somebody says, the reason why inside the car, the rear view mirror is this small, is because you don't need it that much. You don't need it as much as you need the screen in front of you. The windscreen is this big, but you want to focus on this, 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 uh, Rear view mirror and not focus on what is in front of you. Before you know, you hit the car in front of you because you're focusing behind and not looking where you're supposed to be going. So look where you go. Look where you go. You need to focus in the future. You need to. Live what is what that has happened back there in the in the past. In the past. It is in the past. After all is done. It's not gonna do anything that will change it. You can't. No matter how hard you try, you won't. Let me tell you this that it is not the things we forget which we should have remembered which cause the most trouble. It is not the things we forget which we should have remembered which cause the most trouble. But the things we remember which we should have forgotten, those are things that cause us the most pain. They cause us so much pain, so much trouble. There's no point Try to remember those things. There's no point. It is not, it is not necessary. Let me help you to remind you of what uh, Paul said in Philippians 3. I'm hoping that um, this will also help you to say the right things whenever the opportunity arise. I take you to verse 12, but it's very important that we understand what preceded what he said before that particular paragraph. You know, sometimes when you read the Bible from bottom up to get the, the right understanding. And also for us to get the, the right context, the right context, because sometimes, you know, we get just to read this one line and just focus on that one line and uh, we end up missing the real, the real thing. He says here from this one, further my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. Then he says, 
it is no trouble for me to write the same things to you again, and it is a safeguard for you. It is in order to help you. He says, watch out, watch out for those dogs, those evil workers, those mutilators of the flesh. For it is we who are the circumcision, we who serve God by these spirits, who boast in Christ Jesus, and who put no confidence in the flesh. That is what I was just saying to Yosan. Not to, not to trust in your own uh, uh, confidence or in your own strength, uh, in your own ability. He says here, we who serve God by His Spirit, who boast in Christ Jesus. That's the only time you are allowed to boast, you know. I don't have to boast about the shoes you wear, or the clothes you wear, or the car you're driving. You know? There's no, there's no need. It's not important. It's not important. You know, sometimes some people. They want to do that, you know. If you if you happen not to recognize that he's wearing an expensive shoes, he'll be very offended. He will try and step on you and say you stepped on him. And ask, did you see how expensive this shoe is? And they almost want to wear it with the price tag. So you can see how expensive the shoe is. And they, they so they can boast and the names and what what. And some of those people you don't even know them. But you want to you want to worship them. We we want to we and, and that is what people are doing without maybe consciously or unconsciously so. You know? I, I need to get a I need to get uh, such and such uh, uh, pants or shoes. You know, yeah, I must, I must, I must get a little bit. Who's a little bit? You don't even know. Well, many people who ask them, who's this guy? They don't know. Okay, why can't you start? Uh, uh, and we start wearing that bread as well. Really, seriously, where was this guy? Where, who, he was just a man like you. Seriously, I mean, there's no, there's nothing that he had that he don't have. He had two, two hands, two legs, or two eyes. And it was just, if it was a he, I don't even know. As a lady of As <laughs> how unimportant it is. <laughs> so important. Doesn't really matter for what I wear. 
I want to give my testimony. You know, this is the fifth day we are not going to the market because of COVID. Uh, I buy my clothes in China City. You know, save, I save a lot of money. Yeah, that is good. You know, that's a good thing about it. We come here and wow, oh, look good. Uh, now I don't want to go to China City. Now I tell you, I won't tell you about it exactly. But I don't have time to be there, just looking for clothes that I can find in the streets. I'll buy in the streets if I find what I like. No, seriously. My wife always buys me clothes from Macron. She went there for groceries. Next thing, I've brought you a shirt. Oh, shit. Wow, thank you so much. I love this shirt. I like this shirt. I'm not going to complain about it. How can you buy me a shirt in Macro? No, I buy a shirt in Macro, I buy a shirt in whatever you want to buy. That's, that's just really sometimes we need to be smart, you know, not to spend money we don't have and work. For clothes, the Bible says, do not worry about what to wear, what to eat. Doesn't matter. He says, God knows that you are more important, even than the birds of the air. He will clothe you, make you look good. Doesn't matter what you bought this for. So you need to always be, uh, you know, um, very. Because many times people get themselves into debt because they want to look good. For what? For who? It's not necessary. 